Hello, and welcome to Swallows on the Wire, a podcast where I explore slowing down and taking time to really notice the nature that is all around us. I invite you to join me as I delve into the fascinating joys of the natural world and all it gives us if we stop for a moment and pay witness to its wonders. In this episode, I take a look at the small wild in my weekly diary from the 13th to the 19th of September 2021. Monday, the 13th of September. An early start, 5am. The sky is still velvet black and clear. Stars are bright in the darkness. By a quarter to six, there is a faint lightning to the indigo. I stand outside. Trees are silhouettes. A moth futilely flits at the kitchen window. Without being able to see much, it is a time for sounds. The cockerels, of course. A robin, already in full voice. An owl. The lowing of cows. Later, I walk to the post box. A large emerald green and black pheasant startles from the verge. Dragonflies patrol the hedges. Blackberries are no longer tart, but not yet sweet. The sky is soft marshmallow. Meadow thistle dots colour among the dry brown grasses. I sit on the warm ground, sheltered by trees and hedges. I press fingertips to the hard earth. A shiny green-gold beetle with red legs climbs a blade of grass, which bends under its weight as it reaches the tip. The beetle then makes its way down on the underside of the green. A squirrel and I cross paths. Bulks of thistle heads are now silken soft brown candy floss. A spider within has several meals lined up. Back in the garden, I sit out in the sun, knitting. I look up to see a squirrel two feet away. It creeps slowly past me. I hear an unfamiliar noise and look up to see the retreating body of an enormous black bird flying slowly overhead. A wedge-shaped tail, slow, beating wings, making a huge thwomp, thwomp noise. It seems unbelievable, but raven. Tuesday the 14th of September. Rain at last. Huge, fat droplets. Warm. The land breathes. The scent of lavender is strong, as if the rain has released its fragrance. Other flowers do not fare so well. Rose petals have been knocked to the ground. A commotion on the bird feeder, and I look to see that a female sparrowhawk is sitting in a plant pot with its blue tit gill in its talons. A quick moment of rest and it heads off with its meal. The young robins are looking far more grown up now, their red breasts showing much more strongly. They do not share so well anymore 
and chase each other from the feeder. The sparrows don't seem to care about the rain. They come in huge numbers to feed. The red berries on the cotoneaster are bright. The smokebush, a regal, dark plum purple. The rain becomes so fine, it looks like mist. Wednesday, the 15th of September. Three crane flies cling to the window, legs easily twice the length of their wings. They are creatures that always seem to be in a muddle and jumble with themselves. The air is cooler, but I sit out in strong morning sun. You can feel a release in tension now that there has been rain. The edge has been taken off the dry. Plants can breathe again. In the distance, the rasping sound of pheasants. I need to start raking leaves from the grass. There is a gentleness to today. Dahlias are flowering. Nasturtiums that refused to grow earlier in the year are having another go. A single swallow flits before brooding clouds. The hyssops are out of flower. A hoverfly investigates the remainder of the geraniums, but decides instead on a lobelia. All the small birds feast on the cotoneaster berries, blue and great tits, gold and chaffinch. Brambling with mum. Pots of blackberries and stained purple fingers. Gentle talk and chatter, the rhythm while picking. Blackthorn is decorated with slows. Tubs are soon filled. I may have to come back when the first frost has been, purportedly the best time for picking this fruit. Dragonflies still dart the hedgerows. Butterflies. We see a comma, a meadow brown and a speckled wood. Over a small, old wooden bridge we find hazelnuts, a few fallen, more hanging in pale green sleeping bags from the trees. I show Mum the field where swallows had been abundant. It is now empty. It feels like rain, but doesn't. At home, we notice the red-brown centres of Rebecca are either conical or pillared. They are velvet to touch. Thursday, the 16th of September. The morning sun arrives in mist. The early and evening hours are now noticeably cooler. One of the crane flies that was on the window yesterday is now folded up in a spider's web. A magpie flies east to west. The wild chrysanthemums have flowered, light purple and yellow. A heavy dew sugar frosts the purple leaves of Berberus. As the cherry sheds leaves, it exposes next year's buds. New growth already set in place. A hornet flies past, the only one I have seen this year. In past years we have had multitudes. On warm nights, if you were to turn the lights on, they were numerous on window panes.
a tractor worked late into the night and early this morning. The field at the back of the house is full of rooks and crows. It is a glorious day, with softer, warm sun. Large dragonflies dip and dart the garden. Pheasant, rook and magpie are today's soundtrack. By mid-afternoon, the clouds have become enormous and move sedately across the sky. A robin gives a shrill, one-note call from the green gauges. Red Admiral on Bramble. There is a rustling in the grass pile. Blackbird. Friday the 17th of September. A lunch break walk to the river. The water is dark and topped with a carpet of green. Concentric circles ripple from beneath, where fish come up for air or to eat insects. Bubbles break on the surface. The fish are as dark as the water, disguised. You need to get your eye in to see them. A gaggle of about 30 geese rule the nearest bank, sounding their territory. A small holding is close by and the noise, duck, chicken, cockerel. The showy males are fancy with ragged trousers of green, gold and red. The weir gently crashes. Two hens stand beak to beak, a silent standoff. A shaggy-coated grey and white goat eyes me. On the way home, pigeons congregate on roads and steadfastly do not move for cars. Two tractors, three men and a dog converse in a field. After work, chunky cardigan and cocoa, I sit outside. It is dull and cold and quiet. The loudest voices, a robin and the bees in the salvia behind me. The neighbour's chickens make gentle hunkering down sounds. There is a feel of gloaming, a strangeness to the light. It is not yet dusk, but the cloud cover makes it seem falsely so. The robin is trying out a new song, full of complicated trills. Blades of grass appear to move without a breeze. Crane flies, with their ungainly walk, push the green in all directions. I pick tomatoes. I love the smell of their leaves. There is a warmth to the greenhouse. Jasmine gives its heady scent to the closing day. Moths are out. Everything is still. Standing out late in the dark, I watch by torchlight moths flitting about the wild chrysanthemums and watermint. All around me is the sound of thousands of tiny wings. Saturday, the 18th of September. Driving to Mums, eight geese fly low over the car. Huge bodies hang heavy. We gravitate, of course, to the pond. Camouflaged against smooth stones, a baby newt suns itself. 
tiny froglets, so impossibly small, breaststroke away from the edges, then quickly return to cover. A large, fat, black tadpole sits robustly. Today, accompanied by sister three or four, we nature craft. By placing leaves or flowers between two pieces of cotton and hitting them with hammers, you can make beautiful prints. Such activities give cause to take much greater notice of what is around you. You feel for veins and ridges that may stand out. You look for variations of colour and form. You hold these natural things and by doing so, connect. Squares of white with memories of plants embedded are pegged on the line to dry. Croquet on a dry lawn, crisp where old wild patches have been cut down. We sit to talk and a dunnock joins us on the grass, not a sparrow, often mistaken. Large gulls chase away rooks in a huge blue sky. Sunday the 19th of September. After work. There has been a promise of rain all day. The assurance moves back hour by hour. 5pm and it has still not arrived. But there is a dulling to the light. The cucumbers are having a surprising new growth, climbing their support and offering tiny new fruits. The red roses at the front of the house have enormous blooms once more. The neighbours are busy in sheds. A bonfire is lit. The soothing sound of dried wood crackle. Pop. A background gentle roar of flame. Everything is still. Small cat sits on my lap. Big cat by the greenhouse. There is a faint sound of crickets and crows. A wood pigeon ensconces itself in a climb of ivy. It appears to wonder what it is doing there, nestled, precarious. The hocks by the fence have no more flowers. Instead, the tall spires are stacked with pockets of seeds. If it is dry tomorrow, I will collect them. Blackberries swell and deepen in colour in the waterfall of bramble. Absolute stillness. Almost unearthly. I feel as if even the movement of my pen is breaking some kind of spell. House martins feed far away. Roving dots. So quiet. The land has gone to bed early. A light pattering of rain begins to fall. Thank you for listening to Swallows on the Wire. You can follow Swallows on the Wire on Instagram at Swallows on the Wire or follow more of my works by visiting my website jenny-may.com.